Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back, welcome back. It is Lawrence Henderson and we're here with another Hot Takes episode where we're always seeking to be humble, open and transparent. And so I told you all, this year is gonna be all about those practitioners, those thought leaders um, who are in the game, getting their hands dirty um, and they have their work coveralls ready to share tips, tricks, techniques. Um, Not that they're the experts, but guess what? They are the experts and they got it because they got the reps. Um, And so today we have someone in their own right who is a people leader, who is a thought leader, who is seeking to make sure our business owners and organizations get the desired development that they need. And so I have the CEO of FPG, Mr. Jason Forrest. Jason, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? Good. Glad glad to be here. And right now uh, I just want to I want to make sure that we uh, share this thing. So I'm sharing it right now. And uh, I am live. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. So before we get rolling with uh, all of the questions that I have for you, um, what is FPG? Who are you? Get shared with the people so they can find you, follow you, uh, like and all that good stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so definitely everyone connect with me. Um, super excited to be here. So FPG stands for Forest Performance Group. So I've had the business now for over over ten years. So we're the fastest growing sales training and sales recruiting and sales management training uh, in North America, based on Inc. For the last five or six years in a row, we're also a best place to work uh, in Fort Worth. Our training program, Warrior Selling, is currently listed as the number one sales training program by GlobalGurus.org. Uh, in the United States, number two in the world, beating out Sandler and Challenger Sales and all the other big names out there. Our leadership sales coaching program is listed as number one in the United States and number one in the world for sales management training, teaching managers how to be the Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll of coaching. So basically, we've combined a recruiting company and a training company. Our vision at FPG is that we deliver the ultimate sales warrior through recruiting assessments and training. Well, I tell you what, um, just for today and only today, um, it is a Buckeye day. So I, I know you said it, Coach Saban, but we got Coach Ryan Day out there who is mastering some things as it pertains to putting the best team on the field uh, for today, National Championship Day. So I want to shout out the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, just, just representing real quick uh, for, for my home team uh, and alumni here, not just a casual fan. Um, but I love you, the way you described being a sales warrior. So when you think about your journey up to this point, what is the message behind why becoming a sales warrior is important to you? 
Well, first of all, you know, Lawrence, we, we all have a warrior within us, right? So any any person that's ever overcome anything in life, which is really just part of the human journey, the human experience, you know, when they had a bad grade when they were a kid in school and they overcame that and got a, got a good grade or, you know, they uh, had some sort of adversity on the, on a sports team or in dance or whatever, and they overcame that or uh, all the mothers out there that had a child and, and birthed a child that went through labor, labor pains. <laughs> That's labor, right? They obviously warriored up in that in that moment. So uh, we've all overcome uh, something. So we all have a warrior inside of us. But when it comes specifically to to being a warrior in sales, it's about this. It's about the idea that a warrior is the frontline protector of a company. So a warrior is the first responder in every you know generation, right? They're the first responders, and so they're there to do two two things. One, protect the customer really kind of from themselves and protect them from the con artists that are out there. So there might be a competitor that uh, is offering a product or service for less money um, and uh, therefore less services, but they're really manipulating them that they need to spend less and get less. And so warriors there to protect them that it's, it's not going to be the right thing for them. At the same time, they're there to protect the company, uh, protect the, the company's brand um, and to make sure that we're, we're selling things at the, the the highest possible profit margin so that we can you know be profitable and stay in business and so a warrior again is a protector it's a first responder uh, we always dial in our warrior spirit in three things number one our mindset number two our language how we speak and number three our processes that we use so so let me get this right jason um you could actually be a human being and be in sales <laughs> i would hope so uh, <laughs> i hope so i mean that the difference it's interesting because my personal mission, I mean, we all have hopefully missions in life. My personal mission is to ignite the pride, purpose, and respect of professional selling. And it's interesting because sales is um, the, 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 there's more individual human beings in the world in the profession of sales than any other single profession. Okay. Number two is that less, like less than 5% of colleges teach something to do with sales. And number three, it's the it's the profession that has some of the worst reviews and and, and, and biggest problems. So we have the, the most people in it, but we're not teaching people in colleges how to do it. There are more there are more people with a degree in art history than there are sales, which is nuts. And then it has the biggest complaints, right? So it's kind of a perfect storm for a big problem out there. And and so what I one of the things that I teach is that that there's a difference between a great sales professional, a great sales warrior and a great con artist. And the difference is the intent, the intent. And, and so as, as long as our intention is to truly serve the customer and help them move away from pain and towards life improvement, whatever that is in their business, their personal life, you know, people are always looking for either more certainty, freedom, fun, variety, significance, love and connection, growth, contribution, whatever they're looking for in life. Our goal is to get them from what's not working to a better life. And we want to do that in a very um, leadership oriented way. But the problem though, Lawrence, is that a con artist does the same thing. So Bernie Madoff, for example, right? Bernie Madoff, when Bernie Madoff was, was conning people and going with his, his solutions, he was still trying to figure out what pain are they trying to get away from and what life improvement they're moving, moving towards. He just flat out lied to them about how he's going to help them. <laughs> So, so there's got to be a level of integrity and the intention of, of positive, positive serving, you know, in order to be a noble sales warrior. 
Yeah, I love I love that uh, that you brought in uh, because in coaching and in, in the things that I do on as a people developer, um, we talk about uh, motive and intent. Um, and, and I love that you began to go there as it pertains to uh, some value work um, and integrity, uh, because, again, when I think about uh, just the, the simple task of I need to go get a car. Right. So much of that is done online. So much research. We're informing ourselves because of the anxiety of anticipating talking to the sales rep. And so that we feel informed, we feel empowered um, so that we can seemingly combat combat all the perceived um, realities of the last experience we had with someone that made us feel manipulated, that made us feel dirty. And so when you think about um, what are the characteristics of an ultimate sales warrior? It's great. Great question. You know, to me, I mean, there's so many different characteristics, you know, and one of the things that that I'll um, I'll share with you, this is a kind of a personal thing that that um, when I when I take my kids to school, we have th- we have three children and uh, Mary Jane Saunders and Elizabeth. And one of the things that we do on the way to work is we call it, you know, in my case, when I take them, it's called dad's programming time. And if you think about it, our programming is what we've been told to be true in our life, which drives our beliefs, which we think to be true, which drives our motivations, um, which drives our emotions, which drives our behaviors, which drives our results. Right. And so um, so one of the quizzes I always ask my kids on the way to school is, is, hey, kids, do you guys are you guys are you guys going to ask for things to be easier today? Or are you going to ask to be better? And then they have this little ritual, this response. Right. And the response is, you know, dad, we're going to ask to be better. And I'll say, well, why don't you want things to be easier? Well, because asking for things to be easier is a fool's choice. And I'll say, why don't you want to be a fool? And they say, well, because a fool only wins sometimes and we want to win most of the time. You know, and so so to me, you know, it's about constantly going as far as the characteristics you know, of the ultimate sales warrior, you know, there are, there are so many things. Um, but, but to me, whenever I'm hiring a sales warrior, there's kind of four things that I'm looking for. So number one, I'm looking for clear goals. So I call them gumps. Everyone wants to write this down gumps. So think of forest run, forest run. That's my name. So think of forest gumps. So I want to think of gumps. So gumps G is gump is, is uh, goal oriented. So they're very clear on what they want to accomplish every day, who their target prospects are. They're clear on their strategy, their pursuit, how they're going to move the sale forward. U stands for unleashed, which we can obviously get into more details of unleashed of their self-image concerns, unleashed of their stories, unleashed of the reluctances, fears, and rules. Uh, M stands for motivation. They have the energy to prospect the energy to overcome the ghosting, you know, how often do we get ghosted by prospects and just don't respond that the, the motivation, the energy to, to overcome that. And then P stands for procedural based. They're, they're following a set of rituals or processes in order to uh, move forward. But to me, a gump is a, gr- a great place to start. There's so many characteristics though, but good place for us to start. I love, I love those characteristics uh, because as you were talking through um, that just that interaction with your children. Right. And we always think in, as professionals, we, we you, we're used to setting these compart these compartments. Right. We and we're in those compartments. We have varying hats. Um, but in all of our roles and, and I don't know if you found this to be true. Um, I need to be 100 percent of me all the time because it, it just got tiring switching hats based on the conversation and who I was having a conversation with. And sometimes I forgot to have the hat on. I got 15 hats on. Um, you know what? I'm Lawrence and, I, and, and I'm whole. And having that conversation, you actually walk through the gumps um, with your children. And so 
when you think about and and here's as a new as a business full time business owner um, this past year the conversations and one that I avoided like the plague just because I had some emotions and anxiety around the word scale help us out with understanding why businesses don't scale um, and and just some of your ideas and in, in about that. Well, there's, there's two problems in business. There are sales problems and there's all the other problems, you know, and it's funny because we all want to talk about the other problems. We want to talk about how do we have a creative best place to work, you know, culture, which again, we've done now for six or seven, six years now, I think it is in, in Fort Worth, uh, which is really difficult to keep, keep that up. Uh, we want to talk about, you know, uh, how to have fun at work. We want to talk about, you know, better, um, you know, product designs. I mean, there's all kinds of other things we'd rather talk about, but it's, it's, we all know that until we have the profitable revenue coming through the door, you know, the other problems really just don't matter, you know? So, and so, you know, to me, there are several things a person has to do in order to scale. So um, I, I have a, a system that I call the revenue operating system. So kind of four character, four, four things, I guess. Number one is that you've got to find those gumps. So you've got to hire those gumps. Uh, those goal-oriented, unleashed, motivated, procedural-based salespeople. Number two, you've got to have tactical, real-life training and onboarding. So that first 90 days is critical whenever you bring a person on. But then obviously some sort of follow-up training program needs to happen as well, which we can talk about the follow-up if, you, if you'd like. But again, I always say, look, no one would go on an airplane with anyone uh, that said, hey, this is Jason from Southwest Airlines, and I just went through a two-day seminar on how to fly a plane and buckle up for safety. I got a certificate I got a badge on LinkedIn. I've got this thing, you know, but, but that's how a lot of business owners are kind of running their sales teams and their companies is, you know, they give them a book to read, you know, but it's crazy, right? They're giving them a, you know, multi-million dollar quota on how to, on how to scale their organization, but there's no proper training that goes, goes on like we would have with a doctor or a lawyer or, or a pilot, you know, even to get, even to drive a car, you know, we have more training than we do. Most, most salespeople have. So that's number two is training. Number three is coaching. You know, we've got to put a, a system and a structure together on a sales manager acting as if they were Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll. So here's a good reference for that um, is that that most sales managers, they they coach from the skybox after the game is over. Just think about that. Most sales managers, they're, they're not in the trenches. They're not in the field. They're not working deals with their salespeople. That'd be as if Nick Saban did not know how the game went until after the game was over and only barked orders from the skybox. Nick Saban Lawrence is in the field, on the field. He's in the trenches, right? He knows what's going on so he can call play by play. So you got to have coaching. And the fourth thing is you got to have a culture that supports it. You got to have a culture that is in alignment with the ultimate sales warrior. So meaning that you gotta have the right tools when it comes to like, I use Zopto for LinkedIn, Navigator license, dub videos. You know, you gotta do LinkedIn camp. You gotta have culture that supports compensation, presence club. Like my team, for example, when they do, you know, when they when they do a million dollars a year, we go on a trip, you know, per, per salesperson, right? So you gotta have the culture that supports everything as well. I love I love that, um, particularly around culture. Right. You, you speak in my, my love language as it pertains to leadership development, um, because, again, I believe culture is, is the foundation uh, for everything we try to build on top of it. And if your foundation is shaky, um, you, you can't really believe you're going to build something sustainable and meaningful on top of a shaky foundation. Um, but the skybox mentality um, that that 
Monday morning quarterback leadership style. Um, is is that a reason why not only salespeople, but uh, uh, people have a tendency to fail? It's because they're not being supported properly. Um, help our folks out with, with that one, Jason. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, again, I mean, how many games would Nick Saban win if if he only managed from the skybox, right? If he wasn't actually in the trenches in the field. So, you know, the mentality just needs to be, it's very simple. I mean, all answers are very simple in my opinion. And that is that a salesperson is an athlete and they should be coached like an athlete, not managed like an employee. And they're a high performance athlete. And so, you know, if you hire the, the, a gump, but you do not uh, hold them accountable. You do not, not, I don't like the word hold accountable. You don't create a culture of accountability is better. You create a culture of accountability. You don't have systems involved. You don't have daily coaching, daily huddles, all kinds of things that I can talk about. Uh, then, then, um, then either one, that person's not going to be maxed out as far as performance wise, or number two is that uh, they're going to leave because high producers like a Tom Brady, I mean, they're seeking out a Bill Belichick to play for, right? I mean, they need that kind of mentality. And so let me, I'll say this, this, this usually pushes the envelope for people um, is that a lot of times they go, well, Jason, your, your approach seems very micromanaging. And I go, well, I don't call it that. I call it just coaching. Micromanaging is where you never put your finger off the person. You never allow them to have their own personal freedom, but, but people have to earn their right as a sales warrior to have that kind of freedom, you know, like, so put it this way, the Navy SEALs, you know, um, the Navy SEALs are allowed to, um, in, a, in a battle, in a battle situation, and let's say, um, let's say intelligence says, hey, I, we think the bad guys are on, on the building on the right, but the field, you guys have final approval on this. So the field gets to decide, are the bad guys really on the right or are the bad guys really on the building on the left? Because the bad guys in the building on the left, the field has to decide that and the field can go take out the bad guys on the left. So... But the Navy SEALs have to go through a tremendous amount of training before they're allowed to have that decision-making capability in the field. And so sometimes as a, sometimes we've just kind of gone too far on this whole thing of, I don't want to micromanage someone, so therefore I don't ever give anyone any kind of leadership at all, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, and my response to that is, well, let's look at like Tiger Woods. You know, if Tiger Woods didn't have any coaching, he would never have been Tiger Woods. Yeah, I love I love that, uh, Jason, particularly around um, just the practical examples of um, of how hands on and in the fight uh, leaders should be signing up to be. It's not, um, you know, you hit the easy button and you walk away. Uh, and one of the things that comes up for me as you were describing that um, is just a leadership model that um, I was so fortunate to learn and be able to facilitate for others is, um, you know, it's the Ken, Ken Blanchard. Um, uh, situational leadership model, right? Where you have to, as a leader, you have to engage with your employees to find out what development level they're at. Um, and even if it's a, a new hire, yeah, they're excited to be there, but guess what? They don't know how you do things where you are. And so if you're not engaged, if you're not providing that direction um, to go along with their their motivation, um, then you can be in a world of hurt really, really fast. And what happens is, a lot of times the leaders themselves don't have the capacity to create that culture of accountability because they don't know what it looks like. Um, and so as as an individual contributor, there's just constant frustration and different things like that. And here here comes the glass door report every year where the top several things why people leave organizations. Money's not up there. 
people quit people. They don't quit organizations. And a lot of times if you, you it's the exit interview that captures, I didn't receive the training. I didn't receive the, the, the interaction and support and direction that I should have gotten for the amount of time that I was here. And so when you think about the ideal scenario within the first 90 days um, for anyone inside of a sales organization, what do the first 90 days or what should the first 90 days look like? A uh, great question. Okay. So, so I would say um, <clears throat> there's always four things that a sales warrior needs to, needs to really master as quick as possible Four areas of knowledge. So one is product knowledge. So they got to know the ins and outs of the product. Number two is brand knowledge. So they got to know, okay, well, if we're both, if both, both companies are offering the same exact product, then, 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 then what's so unique about how you go about it, your brand, what's that your brand is like your amplifier of that. Right. So that's number two is brand. Number three is the, the money side of it. So I call it the deal knowledge. So it's how do you explain why you charge 20% more? How can you explain the ROI justification of your product or service? You know, how can you explain it? You know, so for us, for example, like we offer a training, we're a, a recruiting company. Our recruiting services are super easy. It's only 20,500 for our recruiting services compared to other people charge 25 to 30% for the same six figure placement. However, what I do is I strip it away. I strip it down and someone says, oh, well, 20,000 sounds like a lot. Well, maybe, you know, would you do you do you believe in our 90 day warrior selling training program, which is currently listed as number one in the United States, number two in the world? Yep. So if you were to recruit on your own, would you go with that person? So would you would you uh, put them in our in our training program? Yep. Okay. Well, that's five thousand. That's included in our training program. So now we're only talking fifteen thousand for the actual recruiting service. In addition to that, you do you believe in the value of our assessments that we use to measure the gumps out there to make sure they're fearless and goal oriented, motivating, et cetera, procedural based? Yeah, I believe in that. Okay. Well, on average, a, a person is going to spend two or three thousand on assessments. And so now we're talking fifteen thousand minus three. And now we're talking twelve. If you look at an, a person's in a person a sales manager. Uh, let's say they make $150,000 a year. Well, they're going to spend 40 hours to go and find that person. So that's about $3,000 on their hourly wage on 150 grand. And so now we're only talking, you know, nine grand for the recruiting services itself. And on, we haven't even got into the fact that the 40, the, the 40 hours that you're now recruiting, you're not focused on actually driving sales with your B players to make them A's, closing deals and all that lost opportunity and revenue. So the hard cost is only nine grand for the recruiting services. Uh, but obviously there's even a huge bigger opportunity cost. Okay. That's the revenue sell. You see? So if, if a sales warrior doesn't know that they're in trouble. And then the last piece is the selling skills piece, which is, um, which is they got to learn three things, the mindset, the process, and the language of what does it mean to sell? Right? So what is the, so process, okay. Process is what do I say? First, second, third, fourth, fifth, we have a five, four, three process, a 12 step process inside of that process. When I do step one, what, what are the statements that I'm using and the questions that I'm asking? Step two statements I'm using questions that I'm asking, right? So that's the language. And then the mindset is how do I see things differently? How do I reframe so that I don't let, you know, a, a story get in the way. If someone says, well, like this is not really a, a priority for me right now. Okay. Well, it says not a priority. So I'm not going to ask them to buy Well, Nothing's a priority until they see the value in it. <laughs> you know, so that's mindset, right? Yep. Yeah. I you know what, Jason? Um, I'm gonna say thank you now. Um, because you are giving free game away 
um, on this Monday morning. But for you, this is a lifestyle. And so this these are just things that you know from practical application and knowing what's needed to do this in an authentic way. And there are so many people who are pivoting or shifting um, and want to be business owners, um, desire to make sales because they believe in, in what they're doing. But this was a hang up for them. And I love that you bring mindset into it because that's a lot of time. That's what stopped me early on. Right. I went through being a soldier for so long where I was the silent professional and I didn't know how to sell myself. But really, in an interview or anything else, that's what you're doing. You're trying to convince somebody to buy the product of you. And, and so when you think about just the mindset it takes to do not only sales well, but product services, right? You're presenting something to another person as the consumer. And so just to have this conversation, there are so many foundational people development concepts that I'm glad you just demystified, right? Because you said it, there's a simple answer, right? Most of the times I've been, a, I'm be honest, I've been afraid of sales because it seems spooky to me. You talk about sales funnels, you talk about all these other crazy things that I stayed away from it. I, re, I just really did. But I, but I desire somebody to pay me. And so it was always a very stressful conversation to talk about the actual process of sales. And so I just want to thank you for one, demystifying, two, doing with a level of enthusiasm um, that I knew you were going to bring in the first place. Um, and, and when you think about just the next steps a company could take, right? Because you, you wrote out the sales proposition. You wrote it out, right? And so when you think about how people can find you, how people can partner, how people can just connect for an information call, what would that look like? Perfect. Yeah. So definitely you can go to, go to fpg.com. Again, F is in forest, P is in performance, G is in group.com. So, um, and definitely fill out a form. There's actually places on the, on the website, you can put yourself right on our calendar and one of our own sales warriors will have a conversation with you. You know, connect with me on LinkedIn directly and, um, and, and direct message me on LinkedIn and I'll love to have a conversation, you know, with you. And, you know, one of the things that, that, um, that we can also do is I have a, one, my, one of my books that I wrote, um, is called the warrior, uh, the, the, well, if you go to warriormindsetbook.com, so warriormindsetbook.com, um, you can actually get my mindset of a sales warrior book for free. You just pay shipping and handling, uh, for the actual book itself. But that book was listed as the best new sales book in the world by Stevie Awards in 2019. And it teaches 42 mental toughness strategies on how to remove the self-image stories, reluctances, and rules that hold us back, which really in today's environment is everything. Because, you know, again, regardless of your political party, it doesn't matter. It is, it is historical, it is, it is based on history that says that, um, that 2021, we all know our taxes are going up. So it's going to create uncertainty for a lot of the buyers that you're going to be selling to today. So for example, in my world, right, in my, my corporate tax, I'm going to end up going up like what, 15, 20%. So as far as I have to, I have to sell that much more in order to make the same amount of money I made in 2019 and 2020, right? In order to make that number. So a sales warrior is going to have to be super convincing of me until all this thing gets figured out on how are they really going to help us sell even more to make the same amount of money just to break even on what I did in 2020. Right? So, so the point is, is that we've got to get our mindset, right? We got to get it dialed in 
so that we can be the ultimate warriors for our our customers and our prospects in um, you know in 2021. I mean that's that's key to everything. But again, I'm big on ask me anything. So if you guys want to ask me ever any kind of question whatsoever, uh, we can do that. And then um, every month we've got our warrior selling boot camps and 90 day programs are starting every single month for people to get dialed in on those mindset process and language. Thank you so much, Jason, um, for just hanging out with us um, this this Monday afternoon. I know it's still morning where you are, um, but I thank you for just the leader in you. Um, I know we talked uh, several weeks back. Um, and just the gift that you bring to this work, uh, because it's not just about uh, product in, in just an exchange or a transaction, but you really are trying to develop whole salespeople, whole professionals um, to continue to do this work well with some values, um, with some character um, and ultimately so that it it doesn't feel uh, like manipulation, uh, but it really feels like you're honoring um, the relationship uh, of the person and the c customer that you're desiring to to make their life better um, by, by selling your product to them. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, and those of you who are out there, if you desire to come and hang out, you believe you have a message, you believe um, you have something to share with the Hot Takes community, um, direct message me. Uh, and we can have a conversation uh, and we can bring you to a live Monday so you can be inspiring, you could be impactful, um, and you can begin to change the world right where you are. So thank you all so much. Tune in next week uh, for Martin Luther King uh, Day, a day of service, not a day off. Um, we will have another amazing speaker coming to have a conversation with the community. So thank you, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes podcast where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time, make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality. Actions over ideas always win.